day Father Christmas I stood outside a department store A gang of kids came over and loved me And knocked my reindeer to the floor He said, Father Christmas, give us some money Don't mess around, don't sing your toys We'll beat you up, don't hand it over We want your bread, so don't make us annoyed Give all the from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey. It's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Isn't that nice? What a lovely Christmas message, Nick. Father Christmas. You're on cue with that, 100%. <laughs> in fact, it's still playing in the background. <laughs> Give us some money. Yeah, you don't even hear it, and it's you're saying what they're singing. And I like that. We'll beat you up. Father Christmas. We, we thought long and hard, folks. What do we give you this year? Do you give you some Bruce? And I was like, no, nah, I'm not... I'm not Burning Bruce in 2020. I'm giving you a Father Christmas. It's like a Grumpus song. That's See, what Bruce we all get this Saturday year. Saturday Night Live, huh? We get Grumpus. What's that? Bruce was on Saturday Night Live. I know. It's uh, lovely of them to to have him. Still making new music, that guy. Love that lovely. guy, man. National treasure he is. And the nicest thing you could say about him is that he's clearly an amazing dad. He has raised incredible kids, right? Selfless, uh, you know. Like, what do you say about those kids? They could they could have literally done nothing in their lives, and one of them risks his life to put out fires that you idiots start. <laughs> like yeah, that. it would have been really off brand though for Bruce to be a bad dad. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that would not have. That wouldn't have made any sense. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. with that marriage and just you know, redheaded like, woman hear, gets a jer- dirty job heard, done. And, 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 and you know, I don't know anything about the kid. I mean, I actually, I'm sure. She's delightful, but that kid of Kurt Cobain and uh, what was his what? Uh, Courtney. Courtney Love. Love. Yeah. yeah. Francis, Francis Bean. Bean. Yeah, like if that kid ended up messed up, you'd be like, All yeah, right, yeah, you know. it's a shame, but <laughs> I mean, it's like I right. Mean, she got Courtney Love. Hey, another news: the sky her. is blue. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right. right, right. Yeah. Right, right. I don't think many but people. Like, are Bruce's so. kids turn out whack. You'd be like, what? 
Really? Yeah. That guy. That's, that's why Alec Baldwin's completely starting over. He's like, I'm just going to have a completely new family so people erase that memory. He's on like six kids with this one. Isn't that insane? Yeah, he loves to brag about them too, man. I can't even listen. I, I can't oh, even I know. listen Nick to is talk. such a big Alan Baldwin fan. <laughs> you couldn't even imagine. Him. He loves I, him. I get it, Alec. Listen, dude, we, all have, we got wives. We got kids. I get it. Yeah, they're amazing. Not, I get it. It's not so his wonderful. Kid. Not his wife. Not quite like, not, not quite like her. And and maybe he's right because she's with him. So he's got a point. All right, let's get into and sorry, Alec, I know you're a loyal listener of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Let's get into episode one ninety one, the Christmas twenty twenty episode, Nick. And oh Christmas baby. Christmas, Christmas baby. I have a lot to get to in this episode, a lot of excellent stuff. Um some true or false questions. Ah. You know, just a second to last podcast of the year. I'm ready to I'm ready to take it down in style. So I will let you start. I'm going to give you the honors of throwing the first jab, if you will, and and hit me with your best shot. All right. Well, Christmas in New York City, man. That's what it's. Uh, that's what the center of Christmas, right? Dun, 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 dun. So we're gonna we're gonna focus a little bit on that this week. Uh, what classic toy was inspired? By New York City food vendors. What is the classic toy that was inspired by the uh, food vendors there in New York City? Oh. Get your salsa from New York City. New York City? <clears throat> As if, like, that ranch somehow was better. <laughs> that is one of the great... Uh, <laughs> that is one of the great... Uh, marketing campaigns, though, because it's stuck in my head still like 10 years later. Absolutely. Anytime I hear New York City, I'm like, 10 years later? That's salsa? like from 1983. Oh, <laughs> That's like the, yeah. You get your, it says here, you make that salsa in New York City. And then they all look simultaneously. New York City. Much <laughs> <laughs> better out here with the coyotes wandering around. Um, <clears throat> man, I don't even have a good guess. I don't even have anything like all i think of is like a camper van like a barbie camper van because it looks oh, like a food truck no. it's like if you, I, I feel like if you could come up with any guess you would get this right because it's the only i feel like it's the only applicable answer possible it is a classic toy inspired by the new york city food vendors give you 10 more seconds a hula hoop no I mean, I can't it's even... got to do with cooking man it's like food vendors Okay. Oh, oh, okay, okay. The Tasty Bake Oven? <laughs> uh, I don't know if your judges will take it. It's called an Easy Bake Easy Oven. Easy Bake Oven. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, Tasty Cake is the, the brand. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy yeah, Bake so Oven. Yeah, so the guy who invented the Easy Bake Oven was in New York City, and he noticed that the food vendors, they were keeping, like, those hot dogs warm. You know they use high-watt light bulbs. That's how they keep their food warm. In those, in those uh, vending machines or hmm. the you know the vending carts, they're high watt light bulbs. So he's like, if I can get uh, if they can keep their hot dogs warm, why can't I make a toy safe for kids using light bulbs to cook food? And there you have it. Why not, indeed, Nick? Why not, indeed? The story of the Easy Bake Oven starts right there in the streets. How of the many world. fires have been caused by an Easy Bake Oven? Well, that's what I think. The I think it's. That's why they don't make it anymore. 
Oh, is it, it was too dangerous? I don't know. I mean, I, don't know. I didn't know they didn't stop making them. I, I thought I had one upstairs. You might. I listen. There's, a, there, there's there's an excellent chance, but all I can tell you is, as a child, I never once remember saying to my father, "Father, I would like an easy bake oven." So I don't know. <laughs> you know, I was like, "Father, I would like the GI Joe no, submarine." for sale, man. Forty two eighty on Amazon right now. I can. Ah, I go to Walmart and get one for thirty five bucks. What I, a I deal. have one in my attic. I'm telling you, somebody got one for my kids. Years ago, and I was like, "All right, this is a good attic." What a deal! For a while, forty-five bucks, and you could make yourself tiny little cookies. I like it. <clears throat> um, all right, well, Nick got me on the first one. I'm going to ask you a non-Christmas one, and then I'll get you my Christmas one. How's that? All right. Actually, I have three, man. I got to get you three. Oh man, I have four. I have five. I have. I have six legitimate questions in this round. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to think about what I really want to ask here. Man, oh, I got to talk about that one because it's too absurd not to talk about that one. Um, and and I and I could ask this in so many different ways, and I could almost ask it as a true and false. I could I could go for a lot of different ways, but even giving you that context gives it away. So I'm gonna ask you the way I'm asking it um, for the, for the general public. In what country, Nick, are birth control pills called? Anti-baby pillin. Anti-baby pillin. Correct. All right. Well, I'm going to guess it's an English-speaking country. Is that fair enough? Nope. All right. So you're saying it's translated into anti-baby pillin. No, that is the word. In their language. Their language is anti-baby pillin? Anti-baby pillin is the word for birth control in this language. Anti-baby pillin. I'll say Greece. German. Ah, Jesus. If you go to a drugstore and order anti-baby pillin, please. That's the word for birth control in Greece. Is that if I asked you that as a true or false, you had to go false, right? True or false? Yeah, they call it doesn't sound ger- it doesn't sound German to me. It, it sounds like something like the Canadians would do. Right. You know, like they've got birth control, uh, but our pharmaceuticals up here we get them for uh, like you know, Northern Ireland. Dollar, but they're called they're labeled anti baby pillin. Right. Yeah. Anyway, it was too funny not to talk. The fact that you would call birth control anti-baby pillin. Anti-baby pills, basically, is the translation. Yep, about it. All right, fire away, and I'll give you my true-false. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the true-false last. I'll give you the one more that I have because uh, it's a multiple choice, and it's a really good question. I want to see how you how you do because you're my gauge oh, with this one. Popular gift. Popular gift at Christmas, more even more popular. The girls like the easy bake oven, but you know the boys they want their BB guns, right? <laughs> the red rifle. What is the world's largest manufacturer of BB guns? What company is the l- world's largest manufacturer of BB guns? Well, sir, I think it is the Red Rider. Triple action. <laughs> All right, so it is. But what company makes... See, the Red Rider was a... Uh, uh, wait, I was saying that as a joke, dude, because it's from Christmas oh, Story. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm saying it's it's the company that makes the Red Rider. I have no just, idea what company makes Red Rider, Nick. There's a company that Red Rider's not the company that makes Red Rider. No, Red Rider is it owned by Hasbro official, now? I want an official Red Rider Carbon Action. Carbon Action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was looking for the exact words. Yeah, like if you Google Red Rider BB Gun, what comes up is this company's. I, I'll give you a clue. It, it's also the name of, of a flower. If that rings, uh, does that ring a bell? Daisy. Daisy. Isn't that yeah? So that's the brand that makes the, the brand. Daisy that's Red the Rider. Yeah, the Daisy Red Rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's made by Daisy. You'll shoot that's your eye out, movie. kid. The best yep. part of that movie is that he shoots his eye out. <laughs> That's that has yeah, made well, me laugh. The odds on the first, it's the first shot too. Like they don't even give the kid uh, a second the first shot. Shot. No, but they do give him that little fantasy sequence where he's killing everybody that's trying to invade his neighborhood and plow. Yeah, what's the guy's name? <laughs> that what? little flicker. No, it's uh, the the red one with the red hair. He's just with that that squirrel on his head. Oh, you're talking about the Scott Farkas affair. Scott Farkas. <laughs> Scott Farkas. Scrubs. Thank you, the world. And his toady. Uh, yo, I cannot wait to watch that with my daughter this uh, th- this year. This, she, she's finally oh, yeah, gonna, I, I, she's w- finally going to get that movie. We now. watched it like three days ago. So. Ragile. Oh, must be must Italian. Be Italian. <laughs> it's a major award. <laughs> I just, I, it's just the greatest. That movie is so great on so many levels, and I've seen it like a thousand times now. I mean, I can't even. I know the beginning, like beginning to end, every little bit of that movie, and you know the little orphan Annie Ovaltine sequences, and then the Chinese restaurant at the end. It's one of the great scenes of all time. Do you remember the code that he uh, has to? Uh, decode from the he's like waiting for that little orphan Annie decoder pen right and, and the code to, is drink Ovaltine yeah be sure to drink be your sure Ovaltine. to drink your Ovaltine <laughs> he's like, so hey, mother. <laughs> like this is the answer to to history itself <laughs> that's what he was looking for this is the the secret to all of humanity drink more Ovaltine like you Do you remember who he blames for uh, learning the F word He's sitting there with like the soap, and they're like, "Yes." Who, who said he's like? My dad has said that word every day. Right. Times. No, but he blames his friend, and then the mother calls <laughs> the blames, other mother up. He blames Schwartz. Is the Schwartz name right? And, and, and no, no, I didn't. And you just hear the mother screaming and beating him she goes, senseless. She goes in the phone. She goes, "Do you know where he heard from?" And the woman says, "His father." He goes, "No, <laughs> from your son." And then it's like the whip. <laughs> Classic stuff. Classic stuff. It's just the greatest movie, man. It really is. All right. Uh, so let's get to this uh, multiple choice question. Nick, weight loss, personal organization, or gambling, which is associated with the Martingale system? The Martingale system? Martingale. Martingale system. And my choices are? Weight loss, personal organization, or gambling. It sounds like something that would be gambling related, but I would think I would have heard of it. So I'm going to say personal organization. It's gambling. 
Yeah. You were on it. The Martingale system, Nick, is the concept of doubling down when you lose until you win it back. Gotcha. So, like, bet on black and a then dollar. Keep, right. And, and then, then if you lose, you bet, bet $2. $4, $8. Correct. That is a dangerous system. I will say, anybody who's thinking of trying that system. It is not there's correct. There's a reason why. <laughs> it is absolutely proven to not work, just think, so you I, know. Didn't you? You were with me in Vegas the, the first time we went. And I don't know. I was probably up like 400 bucks, which in. You know, nineteen ninety nine to us was might as well have been ten grand. Right. We and I had won every. We might have moved to day. Vegas because of that four hundred dollars. That might have been. <laughs> I was up every single day playing like twenty dollar blackjack here and just getting out. Whatever. So the last day we're still leaving, have my Barry like, Manilow chip. I, I, I go, you know, my normal five dollar bet. Lose that ten dollar. Lose that twenty dollar. Lose that forty. Lose that eighty. All of a sudden, I'm like, wait, I got one hand left. Lose that. And that was your Martingale system. Right. I lost I think I lost seven consecutive hands of blackjack. Right. Yep. Not hard. Yeah, that's that was twenty one years old. Does not work. Uh, <laughs> learn learn that one the hard way. Right. You might have gotten back eventually, but you know. Not right, but see your bet even with a four hundred dollar bankroll and a five dollar bet, I think it only took seven hands times. before no. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. Trust me, it's possible to lose seven hands in a row. Yeah, so there you go. It happened at the Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> so did a disgusting buffet and a running with a prostitute that we didn't know it was a prostitute. And then one that we did. Um, all right, let's uh, move on to the sports. You ready to go with sports? Let's do it. Okay, what do you got for me? I have some gems. All right, I, I got some good stuff here. I'm just trying to decide if I want to talk hockey or not. Um I kind of don't, even though this is a good question, but... I, I, I don't uh, want to talk hockey. Do I want to talk hockey? All right. So, uh, the Con Smythe Award. You're familiar with it, right? Of course. It goes to the MVP of the playoffs. Correct. Okay. I know the so awards. I, I have ha- no idea what they're like. I know there's the Hart Trophy. I know there's the... The Mighty Duck Award, that one. So I'll give you, if you get three out of five, sorry, three out of six, I'll give you 20 points. Two out of your three right, two out of your three guesses, I'll give you 10. If you can name the people that have won multiple Con Smythe Awards. There's only six players that have won Con Smythe Awards multiple times. I think there's... There's five two-time winners and one person that won it three times. Mario Lemieux. He's one of them. When I think of playoff greatness, he's the first guy that comes to my mind. Wayne Gretzky. You got your ten points. Yarmir Yager. Wrong. Eh. Hard to believe Gretzky only won it twice. It is. That's that's it? that is surprising. Um, there's been one three-time winner. He is a goalie. He's the only goalie on the list. You want to take a shot at him? Yes. Uh, uh, the Devils goalie, Patrick Brodeur. Martin oh, Martin Brodeur. Martin. Yeah. Martin Brodeur. Patrick Wah. You had the r- first name right. Patrick Ruah, not Martin Patrick Brodeur. Wah. 
One of the Free other. Three-time winner. Um, other guys on the list, Sidney Crosby, Ooh, okay. Bobby Orr, and Bernie Perrant. Yeah, I would have. I think I might have uh, a couple of those guys. I'm, I might have uh, might have figured out there. And All I right. will give you any amount of points that you want. A full 800 points. An automatic win. If you can name either of the guys that won it the last two years. The guy from the Lightning. The guy from the Lightning. <laughs> he is the guy. Oh, what the hell is his name, dude? Oh man. I don't remember his name, man. I'm having a I'm having a Christmas. <laughs> I know I never heard of this guy. I mean you're, you're acting like uh this guy's a household name. I mean, his name is Victor Hedman. Yeah, right. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and, and two years ago, the winner uh from the blues Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> so, Nick, uh, who has played the most games in NFL history at the tight end position? I'm going to say it's Jason Witten. It is Jason Witten. Sunday. Sunday, Nick. Oh, he just broke it. Was it Tony Gonzalez's record yes. that he broke? Oh, so that was Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it depends on when this I uh, gets did, I aired. I actually didn't see that. I just was just kidding. happened. That's that's what I had it in there, and then quite, in fact, I phrased the question by the end of the 2020 NFL season, just to because I wasn't sure exactly well, what a, week it would happen. It's a good lesson for everyone on that, which is if you're between two guys like that, and one guy was playing, it's most of the time going to be the guy surpassing. So go with the go with the guy who's more recent. Go with the more recent guy, Jason Witten. More games than anyone else at tight end. I don't have a lot of uh, – I don't usually don't do a lot of, like, bonus questions in the uh, podcast, but this one was just too topical uh, to not bring up. A 90-point question with nine correct answers for you. <laughs> Try your Wait, best. what now? This is a 90-point question. There's a bonus question. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's nine answers, 10 points for each correct answer. Okay. If you can name – the four NFL teams with seven Pro Bowlers and the five NFL teams with zero Pro Bowlers. Jets have none. I know that. That's one. Nor do they deserve. Maybe there's a guy. Maybe Quinn and Williams is, I don't know. Probably not. Uh, the Chiefs have seven. Two. The Jags got none. Three. Who has seven guys? It's a lot of guys. Seven. It's a lot of guys, especially for a team like, you know, like uh, like Green Bay. Like, where are they coming from? You know what I mean? Yeah, they get two. Offensive linemen ton of offensive linemen they could give it to. Well, there's four teams that have seven. So Right. So I'm trying to get the best. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. Four for four to start off the okay. rounds. Okay. So that last team that's got – so I only have two of the four teams, right? I have two of the bad yep. teams, two of the good teams. Okay. You're, yep, exactly. Evenly spaced out with five guesses left. Pew, 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 pew. 
Who stinks? Who is trash? Just <laughs> Who doesn't absolute, have, like, one guy? Like, one dude. Like, I'd say, like, the Texans, but they got, like, Deshaun Watson. It's usually a Pro Bowl. That's, but maybe not this year, you know? So it's, uh, they stink pretty bad. Um, NFC stinkers. Those teams all have a good team. D- Detroit Lions? Nah, they got somebody. Fudge. They don't deserve right. one. Four for five. So... It's kind of the a Cincinnati lose. Bengals. There you go. Five out of six. Yeah. Three guesses left. Of course. Well, you could argue T. Higgins probably deserves it. Yeah, but when you look at the guys that made the Pro Bowl at no. wide receiver, yeah, not over you're there. like, because this isn't the year where they're not actually having they're the game. They're not playing the game, right? So, guys right, so normally everybody turns it down, and then they have to grab guys like T. Higgins and Mitch right. Trubisky to play in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> right, yeah. This year, since. Twenty third rank QB Mitch Trubisky <laughs> making his Pro Bowl debut. They're, they're using a, they're doing like a Madden simulation of the game, so there's no like there's no extra fat this year in the Pro Bowl. It's it funny. Is all... Um, I don't want to say it, but oh, maybe I'll go with the Titans. What's wrong? Damn it, Steelers. Five out of eight. One guess left. Huh. I mean, one way to get seven guys in the Pro Bowl is to uh, have like a kicker, a special teamer, and a long snapper. You know, that type of that type, that of, type of, uh, of nonsense. That type of nonsense. Seattle. Uh, yeah, yeah, Seattle. You got him. Uh, the Sounds other like- one was. The other one was the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, darn it. Just, How did I Justin not Tucker. I should have said the Ravens instead of uh, just like that, that start by Pittsburgh was in my head. You know what I mean? And they're obviously Stinkville now, but boy, Vegas. Yeah, they have so many weapons, though. You just you don't, you don't know. And their like, linebacking core was so, were all studs, but they, they got hurt. Um, the other two teams to have zero Pro Bowlers this year, the Carolina Panthers. Surprising. But not really, because who would? Well, they're, what are they, a four-win team? It's just not a, you can't name a guy that deserves it, like, immediately. Right. And the shocker on the list, just because of the sheer payroll, it's hard to imagine. It's the first time since 1989 that the Dallas Cowboys are without a single Pro Bowl. Yeah, that does surprise me. I was going to say that. So, I was going to save this, but uh, I can't. Um but you want to hear something insane, Nick? Right now, at this very moment, Dak Prescott has more yards passing than Sam Darnold. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Still, even after the win against L.A. That's unbelievable. Yep, it's like 1852 to 1736 or something. It's got a healthy lead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Unreal. All right. Uh, so here's uh, an excellent one, Nick. There's a clue here. I'm not going to give it to you. Okay. 
What athlete holds the NCAA football record for the most yards per carry, averaging 12.2 as a running back for UCLA? What? What athlete holds the NCAA football record for most yards per carry for a running back, averaging 12.2 yards per carry as a running back for UCLA? Uh, I feel like something is a miss here. What is a miss? I don't know. I just I thought I knew this record. I, th- I thought I was aware of who held this record, and it wasn't with UCLA, and it wasn't twelve yards a carry. How could somebody hit me a running back that averages twelve yards a carry? It's imp- it's impossible. It's too many yards. Oh yeah. Okay. Look it up. Hmm. Is this something that happened like in ancient football? No, it's a world-famous name. That's all I can tell you. Jackie Robinson. Yes! <laughs> yeah, all right. That's what, that, that's what I was... All right. Yes. Yep. Amazing. How well, that you... to me is like ancient foot. That's why I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, like, of, UC- like of UCLA. You obviously knew UCLA. So the, the, yeah. the way the question is, what multi-sport athlete holds the NCAA record for most yards per carry, averaging 12... He averaged 12.2 yards per carry at UCLA, Nick. How many carries did he have? find out I would be shocked if he had more than 50 carries in his career I 12 yards a carry think about that yeah I, I guess just just hand the ball hand the ball to Jackie first down Uh, on the football. Yeah, because I was like, I know it's not uh, Maurice Jones-Drew. No. <laughs> Still has the school record with a 99-yard touchdown run. Right. Uh, let's see. Oh, my God. In... 1940, he led the Bruins in passing yards with 444, rushing yards with 383, and 36 points scored. He did also he only, led the nation play, in punt return average. Right, so did he only play that one season? Uh, so that's what I'm saying. He was a quarterback. He played in junior college first. Right. I think he was a quarterback... Because you said he led in passing yards. Yeah, but they ran. Yeah. But he ran 38 times. Yep. Or whatever it was, 35 times. You know, no, he played 1939 and 1940. Okay. He also caught a touchdown pass for 66 yards. He played specialty. He played, he played everything. Crazy. They got him the ball. Yeah, I mean, 5'11". Get him the ball. Yeah. In 1940, he averaged 12.4 points per game scored. In 1941, 11.1 points per game scored. So, yeah, he he was a big, a big-time player. I wish I could find, like, just raw statistics like I'm used to seeing. I don't know why it's why they're making it so hard for me. Just, like, how many carries? It, uh, buddy on uh, 
reference doesn't. That's what I'm looking for. That dude usually has that stuff lined up. What was that guy's name again? You remember? Uh, no, but I I have it in my phone if I do the do the proper search there. Uh, it's like Joe Baseball Reference last name. Yeah, problem is like as soon as you do that, like all his stuff that comes up is baseball. Uh, all right, let's move to geography history. Dude. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's all I got Unless there. You got Go one, for it. Let, nope. that was your last one for me, right? No, nope. I only have uh, one geography history question. So why don't you start us off? All right, sounds good. Four of the most densely populated counties in the U.S. are all located in the same city. I will give you 10 points if you can get two of them. I will give you 20 points if you can get three out of four. The four most densely populated counties in the U.S. are all in the same city. That doesn't make any sense. Unless you're talking about New York City. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So the most densely populated counties in the U.S., the top four, they're all located in New York City. Yeah, so like the Bronx is a county and... All right, so that counts. Queens. That's That's, yeah, you got two of them. Uh, Staten Island. That is wrong. Ah, oh, bummer. This place <laughs> is a trash heap. Just kidding. I love it. It's fantastic. But it does have a, a giant See, trash heap. Nothing like, a, nothing like a Saturday afternoon drive through Staten Island. Brooklyn? Right, but it's called something. It's not the name of the county. Like uh, Queens yeah, County, yeah, yeah. Bronx County, but Brooklyn is called something else county. Yeah, you're right. Oh, fudge. I don't remember what Brooklyn's called. Uh, what about Manhattan? What county is that? Manhattan County? Nah. Manhattan and, and Brooklyn are the two that are named differently. That's what makes this a good question. you got to know the names of their counties. <sighs> One's got a college named that. Like the Brooklyn one has a this county college. Blank County College that's located in Brooklyn. You'll know it when you hear it, but. Oh, uh, Kings County. You got it. Kings County. That's Brooklyn. Yeah. I don't remember Manhattan. Manhattan is called New York County. (laughs) All right. Well, there you go. That's, uh, it makes sense when you think about it. It seems like a question that the wording was wrong, right? It's like, huh? How's that possible? But yet it is. All right, Nick, uh, the first, uh, we're going to talk about uh, a wonderful history subject here. The first item ever sold on the Internet between students from MIT and Stanford was what? Are you familiar with the ARPNET? The ARPNET, that was the original uh, creation of the Internet that came out of the MIT labs where computers could talk to each other. That's what Al Gore invented? Yes, of course. Yes, I am familiar with Al Gore, the inventor of the Internet. So, Except I think he called it the World Wide Web. Is that right? Out of, I invented computers, really, if you think about it, deep enough. All of, all of them. All computers. Uh, so go ahead. Give me the question again. So what was the first item sold between students at MIT and Stanford on the Internet? So they used the internet to negotiate the sale of an item. What was the first item ever sold on the internet? Man. See, like, I don't know if this predates 
me getting on the internet by 20 years or is it like uh, try to think the first time I think I was on the internet was like 1995 maybe 94 I guess somewhere in that range I know that Windows 95 was a big was a big deal right around when I was getting on the computer um, so what I mean like I could say something like a book but that's not that interesting is it a book no Okay. How about a beanie baby? That's a good one. All, All right. right. <laughs> so you got a bunch of students from Stanford, 1973, and a bunch of students from MIT, and they're talking and they're chatting, and this is pretty In cool. In 1973, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm way off the years. Yeah, so back in the early 70s. Okay, gotcha. What do you think the first thing they decided to sell each other was? Weed. You got it. <laughs> All right. Marijuana. <laughs> The first item transacted on the internet was a weed sale between MIT and Stanford students arranged on ARPNET. That's great. And sent it only through took the U.S. Postal System. Forty-seven years for it to get legal in New Jersey. I love it. It's like, hey, Half we could send this right. message to these students at Stanford saying anything. What should we say? Yo, ask them if they got any weed. <laughs> it's, it's great. Like, that's a story for you. So, uh, what do you have in geography history for me? All right, uh, going back to a Christmas story. Love it. See if you can figure this one out. Where was a Christmas story set? In what state was a Christmas story set? I I vaguely know this. Um, It's in the Midwest. I want to say Indiana. You got it. Nicely done. Yes. That's tricky. That is tricky. And on top of that, like, where was it filmed? Because I think it might have been. Yeah, it was filmed, filmed in. It was filmed in in uh, Canada. Yeah, and yeah, in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, in it, Ohio, in Ohio. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, right? Part yeah, in Ohio and part. He in Cleveland. lives on Cleveland Street, but it's Indiana. <laughs> but it's, and it's Indiana. The, the dad's a Bears fan, so it's really hard to pinpoint that it's Indiana. But yeah, yeah, like the scene with the flagpole and flick. Yep. that's shot in Canada. Right. Yeah, and because like they needed like a. All, they needed a that's frozen. All Cleveland. They needed that, a frozen tundra. Store. Yeah, well, that because the house, the house uh, in the neighborhood, I it exists. You can you can still see it. Yeah, so that's why the guy who made the movie, who's also the narrator of old like when Ralphie's older, the that voice is the uh, guy who wrote the book. But anyway, he uh, he was looking for a place that looked like his childhood, but it was shot in 1982, you know, or 1983. Yeah, Canada. Yeah, so that's where he found that like. It looked like where he grew up back then. And oh, there's no question. Maybe. Like it's, it still does. There's, there's areas that are totally, totally, totally just lost in time up there. There's still areas in New York State that are like that. Plenty of them. So yeah, yeah. I, I just, I had that in the back of my memory. I don't remember exactly why, but uh, it was yeah, there. nicely done. Not an easy, not an easy question. I don't think many people are going to get that. All right, so uh, I'll keep with the Christmas theme here, and then we'll end with one that I got that's not Christmas. But, uh, Nick, what TV event is credited for renewing the desire to buy real Christmas trees instead of popular fake aluminum trees? And say it again, what TV event? Yes, so a TV event was credited with renewing the desire to buy real Christmas trees instead of the popular fake aluminum models. Does it got to be the lighting of the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center? Nope. Oof. It is the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Wow. So that was a thing back then? Aluminum trees? Yes. 
I did not realize. Yep, that. and I, Charlie I Brown Christmas special uh, Christmas special changed the trend of aluminum trees. Unbelievable. What a what a one of my favorite Family Guy moments ever is when Brian dressed like Snoopy, and uh, he sees Peter, and Peter's like, "Do the dance." He's like, "I'm not doing the dance." He's like, "Do the goddamn dance, Brian." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny, but it was just the best. And he starts, you know, doing the dance. Nothing better than that dance. Makes you happy. Probably have to close on that dance. Are you ready for my last one of the Christmas? Yeah. Podcast here? All right. Uh, what? This is a two-part question. Two-part question. Ten points for each correct part. First part, what group sings the holiday song Christmas in Hollis? Oh, that's uh, Run DMC. That's our old landlord. Yeah, you got it. Run DMC. Yeah, we did that last year for a Christmas show. I did a whole Die Hard meshed with Christmas in Hollis intro. Remember? Extra 10 points if you could tell me where is Hollis. Oh, Hollis is in uh, Queens, right? You got it. Hollis Queens. It's, it's, yeah, it's like a neighborhood that they grew up in. Yeah, my, right next to Jamaica. Right. My uh, my ex-stepmother, uh, look that up one day, folks, uh, was from Forest Hills, which is not too far from Hollis. Uh, Hollis. Ex-landlord, ex right. Uh, <laughs> I happened to run across this while I was looking up Hollis for mm-hmm. information. Uh, that was the name of our landlord, right? Hollis? Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, I was looking it up. Any want to take any stab at what percent uh, is white of the residents in Hollis? Five percent. So I, I saw this number and, and I was like, I, I can't even believe it. So I start like I looked up like Compton, which is twenty six percent white, because I can't even wrap my head around this. It is two percent white in Hollis. Yeah. Okay. What did I say? Five. Yeah, yeah, you're all over it. That is, it's still, how is that even possible? I guess it's just not a particularly uh, diverse neighborhood. What can I tell you? I'm sure it's lovely, though. Holl- Christmas in Hollis. Um, yes? Remember who sings uh, the Linus and Lucy song? Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, oh, why am I drawing a blank? Um. You asked me this a couple of uh, weeks ago, I think. Well, because we did the Thanksgiving Gers- one. Uh, George, George Gershwin? No. No. Um, uh, it sounds like Gershwin. an Italian. Paisan. Oh, man, why am I drawing a blank? Give me a letter. V. Vince Garoldi. Yeah, I love it. Like I can say the word letter V and that somehow jogs that little yeah i just it was one of those where i just was stuck oh yeah no question it happens especially Uh, at this age so nick this uh this was going to be my last thing is sort of uh totally unrelated to christmas but it was a story i came across this week um when uh, let's see i mean this is like a toss-up so it's i know you're gonna get it's not even a question there but um did you ever hear the story of what band had a fan named Scott Halpin fill in for a notoriously drunk drummer who passed out on stage live at, at a concert? 
Uh, say this one more time. Did you ever uh, hear the story of a band who had a notoriously drunk drummer? He passed out on stage, so they invited, they asked, is anybody in the audience a drummer? And a fan named Scott Halpin raised his hand, came up, and finished the set. I have a guess. Who is it? But it's a guess. The who? Yes. All right. All you right. got it without even mentioning the drummer. So I say Keith Moon. I give everybody. Keith Moon, yeah. Can you imagine? Keith Moon passes out drunk on stage. They go, anybody else know how to play drums? Dude raises his hand. Scott Halpin, fan of the who, plays the rest of the night. Pretty that, awesome. That's a story for the kids, folks. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, it is. All right. Merry Christmas 2020, y'all. Be well. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information.